1: Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network with head coach Rick Barnes, who joins us at our broadcast site here at 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Does the Moonshine bring back some memories for you, Coach, growing up? It
2: it does. You know, my grandfather, every time we got sick, he'd give us a spoonful of of that honey and a hot Dr. Pepper off the stove. Put a lot of quilts on us, night quill all over you, and (laughs) woke up feeling pretty good.
0: That's now mm-hmm. called Vicks Vapor Rub. I'm yeah. guessing
2: this moonshine wasn't regulated by the state, though, like this is. <laughs> this was more... Well, I will tell you it was in a jar, but it had no label. <laughs> <laughs> How are things? Good. You know, this time of year, I think that as college coaches, we're in a unchartered territory mm-hmm. in terms of uh, what's going on, you know, really with the NIL and obviously with Recruiting Portal. But I don't think any of us are caught off guard by it, you know, we were. you prepare for it. Even when you know you've got a team of really good guys, and you've got a lot of guys coming back, those guys that didn't play as much, you you know they're going to look around and say, "Hey, is it will it change much next year?" And with them able to go play right away, it's a it's a rule put in for the player. And I have no problem. I, I really don't because I believe there's enough players out there that uh, for all of us, and we just got to get the ones that fit. And it, might, and it might be a year-to-year type thing, but we've got to do it.
1: Is it causing coaching burnout?
2: Well, if you read what you've read about Jay Wright yeah, maybe so uh but um did that surprise you the Jay wright news you know yeah i, I think i've I've known coach wright for for a long time and uh but uh I think some people have a timetable too and uh and it and it's really changing our our and and where we're going right now, I don't think anyone really knows. i think we're right in the early stages of what this is going to play out to and uh but uh i've really still love being around our guys it's been fun watching this group develop and you'd like to have you know i I will say this we're not caught off off guard by anything that's happened with us up to this point we knew that going in that there's always a possibility of that and so uh we just got to be prepared and I've, i've always said i think i've got the most experienced coaching staff in the country we we know what we're doing we're always out in front of it and the key is that you stay patient, that you don't do something that you're going to regret a couple months later. And and you can go into the portal for talent, but you've got to be careful that you that you get the right chemistry that goes with that or it's not going to work.
0: People want to talk about the, the ills of the NIL and, and where it's going to lead to selfish players or guys demanding a lot of money out of high school. I look at Zakai Ziegler and I see the good of NIL. You know, a guy who was under-recruited that goes to a big program with a large fan base, and shines and then can capitalize on that it seems like the intent of it was man this is a really good feel good story now he can capitalize on his name image
2: likeness well that's exactly what was set up for i I don't think it was thought through it it shouldn't be part of the recruiting process i don't know what that how that works but when you're sitting down with a recruit, I think that I still think this. I've always thought this. The most important thing is that when you're recruiting somebody, is they really want to come to your university. In our case, the University of Tennessee, for the right reasons. And knowing like Zakai comes in and and he's done wonderful, and he and he is he loves the Vols, you know. And they they've embraced him because he's gone out and he's earned their respect with the way he competes every single night. And other guys on our team have done the same thing, but. Uh, I, again, I don't know where it is right now, but where it is right now, it can't stay right here because of what it's doing, bleeding into the recruiting part of it. Is there also a potential benefit for, for college basketball overall when a guy like Oscar Shibway, maybe it's not great for you that he stays, <laughs> but but that he's got an extended college career
0: where without this he probably would have left, and Kentucky fans,
2: SEC fans, get to see more of him instead of a quick exit i I will say this right now i'm not sure i i know i think i am sure oscar didn't stay for the numbers that are out there i don't think that's true i think these numbers get thrown around because he's under you know the being a foreign player like santiago you know and right now we're working through what can we do to help him i think oscar use coach calipari and people around him to really dive into the nba and see am i a first round pick second wherever and whatever he got back he decided you know i can come back work on that and give myself a better chance next year i will say this the numbers that are thrown around a lot with the nil some of them are going to be really bad bounce checks i mean it's not it's not what i mean i don't know how it gets started but uh there's not a lot of truth to a lot of it, and obviously it is some, but not not to all of it, that, everything that you hear.
0: Santi Vescovi, uh, Uruj Plavsic, Olivier Kamwa, you've got international guys in your roster. What is your understanding of the rule in terms of visa for school and not being allowed to cash in on NIL as an well, athlete? Well, again, it's
2: the visa, and again, there's no doubt, Kentucky, we are. We're doing yeah. the same thing because we want those guys. They, they're they like a, those guys can do things for nonprofit, you know, and, and give it back. But once they start, if, if it gets – some way a visa gets clear where they can make some money, they still have to pay taxes back in their – I mean, they're not going to get to take it all, right? So uh, – but we're trying to figure all that out right now, their visa, to see what it is that, that we can do. And, and whatever is going to be done for Oscar Rashidway or Santiago Vest to be those guys, every foreign player is going to be able to take advantage of it. One won't be able to do more than the other.
1: Seems like a complete mess. You know, from from the top down – and this is me speaking – you know there's no one that's stepped up yet to lead us to the next the next horizon of college athletics and this includes every sport but well if, if someone came to Rick Barnes and said coach where should we start like how do, how do you begin to build the the the, the vision of what the the overall structure of NIL and the transfer portal looks like five years down the road from well, the Well, the
2: NCAA made a mistake years ago. They should have got out in front of it, like flying over today with, with Danny White. He was telling me that some legislation or proposal has been put together in California where whatever profit is created by a team, I think the players get up to 25% of it. And if we would have done that at the beginning, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be talking about this. So the NCAA definitely drug their feet with this, thinking – or not thinking really because there's going to have to be changes we know that and uh, how that happens I mean with new uh, leadership coming into the NCAA something, something will be done because it's got to get under control with some of the things and like I said there's a lot of numbers out there that aren't true but there's a lot of them that are true and what you don't want to do and it has happened where you know a young person comes in and you're recruiting them and they're not even thinking about the NIL, but then all once one school says that we we will do this, another, they'll ask what you can do, and then that other school might have said, hey, look, we're not going to get beat on the NIL deal. So there's – and the agents come into it. They start getting a percentage of what they can create. So that's the part where it wasn't thought out years ago, and we should have been able to control what we have right now, which obviously we're, we're not.
0: So Mark Emmert steps down the NCAA. Greg Sankey, your commissioner, comes out and says – before we talk about his replacement, let's talk about what the job entails and what the NCAA should be doing, and let's talk to some high-level coaches in high-level sports to get to that point. There's this idea that maybe we have you know, separate rules for different sports across the board and have a commissioner over that sport. If there's a commissioner of college basketball, should it be a former head coach or an athletic director legal
2: type? Oh, no, we got, the, we got the perfect guy right now, Danny Gavitt. Who runs the NCAA tournament? I mean, he is the guy that should be the commissioner of college basketball.
0: And if they go that direction, he's the guy. And
2: there's no question. I think you would get. You asked every coach in the country that knows Danny, and know know how he's really tried to work for the for our profession. And but the way he goes about doing things, obviously, he's the son of Dave Gavitt, who created the Big East. There is no question. That it would be 100 percent unanimous that Danny would be the commissioner of basketball. And right now, I think more people look at him as the Future czar of, of our sport because he he was my assistant for the entire time I was at Providence six years and uh, but knew that he was going to go by way of, of administration became an athletic director has been with the NCAA these uh, a number of years now but he but he actually is head of the run of the NCAA tournament. So there's no question. He is the guy. We got the guy. We just need to let him do what he knows he needs to do. Do you think we're heading that direction,
0: sports-specific
2: legislation I, I, and not I, NCAA? I, I, I do think it should be. But, again, I don't know how it falls under the umbrella of the NCAA, but all of our sports are different. And, like, I don't know where that committee a couple years ago voted where kids could have representation from agents. That's, that's a tough thing because the agents are in it to... And I don't blame them. It's their job to try to create revenue and make money off that revenue. But uh, it's really has trickled down much further than I think that we probably people thought about. Well, I can tell you this. If you had a group of coaches in the room together, that wouldn't have happened. You know, we said we can't do that because once you get to that point... And, 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 I've, and I will tell you this, and I've always believed this. Coaches do want their players taken care of. We always do. Like... Uh, there's times where the NCAA's done a little bit, you a know, needy student fund or something like that. They just didn't think in terms of the whole thing, and they were just hoping it would just stay like it was, some, like a bad storm would pass through, and, and, uh, but it didn't. And so now we're going to have to find a way to calm this down a little bit.
0: You've been pretty selective in the transfer portal when you go out and bring guys into your program. What was it about Tyreek Key that drew you to him
2: and his ability at Indiana State? his his character his work ethic and i do think that he wanted to come back home to the state of tennessee you know he obviously he, he's a, he's a terrific basketball player we wouldn't have even gone down that road but once i had my first conversation with him there was no doubt i hung up the phone and i told our staff we want this guy you can go into the portal for a lot of different reasons but this guy fits us as well as anybody that you could imagine and he's a, an extremely hard worker he's driven uh, very humble person and uh our fans are going to love him and uh but we we just knew that going again like i said early when you go into the portal yes we all know we need talent but there's so much more that you're looking for and he fit everything that we could possibly ask for
0: how excited do you get when your assistant coaches get an opportunity to be a head coach and we've seen it a lot more here in the last couple years
2: i am excited because you know what uh I was once there as an assistant, you know, and, and we all – and I've always said I'm not going to hire a guy that doesn't want to be a head coach because I think when you hire a guy that wants to be a head coach and I tell them they've got to get up every morning like they're the head coach of this program. they got to think like a head coach. you got to start – you know, what would you do today if you're the head coach? And by doing that – it allows him to think about a lot of different things. We try to get him involved with as many things as we can when he comes through. We know that recruiting is the lifeblood of what we do, but I will say this. The reason those guys have moved on is because I've always believed you got to hire somebody who thinks better than you that can make you better, and every one of those guys, in some way, they've made me a better coach.
1: Rick Barnes, our guest here on Outkick 360. Uh, well, I brought this up. I had a much better setup for you four or five years ago when you were on the show. And this is an off-season topic, not an in-season topic. So I'll ask it again now because we don't know the audio that we, that we previously uh, had you on with. Um, will you tell us your connection with Denzel Washington? From back in the day, and uh, when's the last time you uh, you actually spoke to Denzel?
2: That was that one time only. But uh, <laughs> you know what? I will never forget this. We were at Loyola Marymount. Uh, the Pump Brothers team was playing on one court. I was watching the game on the other court, and all at once, it started shaking, moving. And Ben Howland was there, and all at once, Ben grabbed me and took me, and we stood underneath the door jam. And uh, everybody, the game's never stopped, but you felt you could really, truly feel the. It shifted the players didn't seem to have a problem with it. And so when it cleared, I'm sitting down and and now I've moved over to watch so I can watch two games and all at once he comes over and he sits beside me, he literally says, Hey coach, how you doing? I said, Hey, how are you? And I said, You know, you're one of my favorite guys and I pulled out my wallet and showed him my sad card from Friday Night Lights, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "All right." He said, he said, "Guess what? I want to do what you do." <laughs> and, you know, but but he, was, you know, I, I do love him. He is one of my all-time favorite guys. Same. But that was my that was my one and only experience with him. <laughs> and the funny part was, when I got back to the hotel that night, I didn't realize how bad of of uh, earthquake it was, and until I saw the, honestly the liquor stores where all the wine and bottles were falling off the thing and you know and the and, uh, games kept going. And the came and it never the games never stopped. <laughs> wow. And he said he wanted to be a coach. He said yeah, he said, I want to do what you do. You know? Wow. Yeah, so. No, it's a case by case basis, but I'm wondering if you think the distance or the difference between coaching a college coaching the NBA is maybe as extreme as it's ever been. There's speculation about Jay Wright maybe in a year surfacing there but uh, it's it's it is totally different. It it is totally different. I, I think that I think you look at a couple teams and and up there uh, certainly Billy Donovan I think has done a good job and there's been a lot of guys that have made. It. I think Jay Wright could coach at any level. I do, uh, obviously, but it but it, he he knows. It's I mean he was a, an assistant coach on the Olympic team and been around a, that for a while. But it's a it's a totally different game. Totally different game. And you know what? And you're not. Uh, I, th- I still think you have to coach the X's and O's. And those guys are is highly competitive coaches. But a lot of that gets down to you got to manage different people. And uh, But the really good coaches, I think, I love when you look at the, a franchise like uh, Miami where you've got a guy like Pat Riley that runs it. You know, Eric Sepulcher's been there forever. They know exactly what they're going for, what they want. Boston did that this year. They decided, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. You're gonna. It's like, it's like at the college level. It, it all starts at the top, and right now at the University of Tennessee, we've got the best leadership in the country. NBA teams that are good year in and year out, they have great ownership but great leadership at the top. It starts at the top, it, and it always will.
1: Coach, final thing for you, it, not NIL or transfer portal, but just as important, were you on board with the growing movement across college basketball and the NBA to do away with the jacket and tie and just go with the pullover <laughs> on the bench?
2: I am, you know, uh, and, and I'm gonna tell you the best part. And people don't is when you travel. Now you yeah. uh, you don't have to worry about you don't have to pick out anything. Yeah, but you just get it and go. It's and, all in, uh, in a yeah. luggage bag. You don't yeah. have to hang it up. I'm just glad that you know how baseball uh, coaches wear. You know their uniform. I'm glad they don't make me wear a basketball <laughs> uniform. <you know? laughs> And I, I think Josh Heupel will look good on the sideline with shoulder pads. Yeah. You know, they we, wouldn't know if he what, a quarterback now or, or a lineman. <laughs> hey, no? Those,
0: those uh, shorts keep getting shorter and shorter yeah. like in your playing days. Well, well now, I, I had that, but
2: I, but I don't want to show that much leg.
1: That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, Coach, good to see you. Good Thanks to see you. Always fun time. you. Always great storytelling and perspective you. with Rick Barnes, head coach of the University of Tennessee.